0: From nine Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello Piet, how are you my friend? Doing alright Jordan, how are you doing? Doing okay, you know. Uh every day we're wondering what the fate of our music scene is going to be, what's gonna happen, how are things gonna reopen? As we're in a moment where uh, you know, if you would have told me back in April that we were gonna be at as high of an infection rate as we are here in October, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I probably would have felt a little bit more optimistic. But yet, we know what that means for our music scene, and we know what that means for our venues. And we talk about that a lot on the podcast. But today we are gonna shine a light, we are gonna talk about something that is very promising, and that's a press release that I received, and you've written an article about letting us know that the governor is investing in small businesses here in the state of Wisconsin, a $100 million package that includes a lot for small venues.
1: Yeah, so we talked on this podcast before about how um, there's this organization, the National Independent Venue Association. It's a national group with about 3,000 members, uh, and it was co-founded by the PAP Cedar Group CEO, Gary Witt. He's one of the co-founders. In the Wisconsin chapter of that organization, which that organization is lobbying Washington for aid, but the Wisconsin chapter was, was lobbying uh, Madison for aid uh, from, from the governor's office. Uh, and on uh, Tuesday, they got their, uh, their answers heard uh, because as part of this $109 million group of grants uh, that are going to be offered um, to different kinds of businesses, there is a $15 million segment, a $15 million grant program that's specifically targeting music venues to help music venues out because these music venues are not going to be opening anytime soon, which is a, uh, you know, I, I talked to Gary Witt for my story at the Journal Sentinel. Uh, you know, he called it a, a little victory, but he said it's been a really long time since they've had a little victory. So it's definitely a cost for celebration.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I couldn't help but notice that uh, some language that Gary has shared with us on this podcast was in the press release uh, stating that venues were among the first small businesses to close and maybe among the last to fully reopen. And we know just because of the nature of how a successful, thriving music venue works, it requires lots and lots of people being together in closed spaces that are really tightly packed. I mean, that's the success formula for that business model. And imagining that model today on the day we're recording this, podcast seems unfathomable so let's break down how is this going to work like so i'm an independent venue owner i'm seeking these funds like what what are the nuts and bolts of this p how does this work
1: yeah so the 50 million dollars been allocated and the way that gary talked to me about it and and he had been reaching out to the governor's office as well trying to work on this but basically it'll be eligible venues um that can receive grants um they will need to have had at least 50 percent of their um um, revenues, their sales in 2019 come from tickets. That's like one big caveat. Uh, and in terms of uh, being what kind of grants they can receive, they'll either receive uh, 25% of their 2019 sales or $500,000, whichever value is going to be less. Um, and so, you know, the way Gary Witt uh, described it to me is he he, he likened it to a band aid on a wound that needs stitches, uh, because this will help venues who were kind of on the verge of closing to kind of survive a little bit longer, he hopes, uh, and the industry hopes, to the point where there will be some sort of aid from Washington. I mean, there was, um, you know, the CARES Act that um, was passed in March. Um, there's been nothing else from Washington since then. In fact, the, the grant money is from the CARES Act, but there's been nothing else on Washington. There's been some major lobbying from NEVA, and there's been bipartisan support and some bills named. Um, but the uh, the HEROES Act uh, is just kind of dead in the water at this moment uh, where the president. Uh, had signaled that he wanted uh, talks to stop uh, until after the election. That's kind of where things stand. It's it's a very fluid process. It could change. But the Heroes Act also included uh, $10 billion in grants for venues across the country. Um, so those venues really rely on that. Um, and there's a lot of venues in, in states and cities that don't have support from those states and cities governments uh, just right. yet. But right. in Wisconsin, they do. And this is definitely um, really good news because In Milwaukee alone, four venues have closed down permanently or or, um, three have closed down permanently. One is going to close down this month permanently uh, because of this pandemic.
0: And it, it makes me think that, the, so the venues you've named, which we've covered both on JS Online and at radiumwalkie.org you know, these venues, I don't know if they fit that criteria you just described. And I'm thinking about our conversation we had on a past podcast, which you can go back and listen to, when we interviewed Gary Witt from the Paps Theatre Group and Kelsey Kaufman from the Cactus Club. And we asked them about some of these initiatives that, both of them are a part of with the Neva alliance and how this hits their bottom line and I'm trying to understand how smaller venues like the ones you've cited that are going to be closing their doors do they have revenue ticket numbers to show this when you're talking about walk up to the door cash transactions that are happening at some of the smallest
1: and most iconic venues in our city that's going to be I think that'll be tricky and I think you do have a lot of bars that May not really necessarily be music venues. They might have some music with with no covers. I think those kinds of venues for sure are not going to be able to be eligible for this. Um, you mentioned the Cactus Club specifically. Based on the language, um, it doesn't sound like the Cactus Club is going to be eligible, at least uh, unless they uh, are able to work something out legally. Because what happened in the case of that business, it's it's really unfortunate. Kelsey Kaufman, who has worked there uh, for a long time, she uh, was a manager and uh, there, she bought the business, but she ha- she created a new um, kind of, you know, a new business entity, a new LLC as the new owner of the Cactus Club. So it's still the same club. It still looks the same to a lot of people. It still has a lot of the kind of same feel that it did before she was the owner, but she bought it this, uh, this year and, and it was established in February. So based on the, on what's happening here with, um, uh, with this grant, it applies to venues. You, you have to kind of show your, what you made in 2019 but this LLC that the Cactus Club, uh, you know, has been newly established, did not have uh, sales from 2019 under this new under this new kind of um, rule. So it it's still up in the air in terms of what they can or, or can't get there. But I think you might see some venues that may not be able to kind of tap into this, um, whether it's something like that, or, or they may not have the. Uh, meet the requirement to get the funds from this. I mean, there is another, um, you know, the governor's office had announced another grant program, uh, kind of a continuation of a grant program called We're All In, which uh, started this summer. And um, this summer they awarded about $65 million worth of grants to about 26,000 small businesses. uh, And the governor has committed another 50 million. And they're going to be issuing uh, $5,000 grants to about 10,000 businesses. Um, so, and that, that applies to bars and restaurants and, and hair salons and, and places like that. So potentially, you know, something like the Cactus Club or some of these bars that may not meet the music grant criteria can apply there. But again, um, you know, $5,000 is, is definitely going to probably be less than uh, what we could potentially have gotten from the, uh, the music grant.
0: Right. And this is, again, a subject we've been covering a lot on the podcast. So I do encourage you to go back and check out that interview with Kelsey and Gary. It was one of my favorite we've done so
1: far. And of course, you've got an article up now on this. Yeah, you can go to jsonline.com slash music and be keeping tabs on this. Uh, This is definitely an ongoing issue. I think you know i don't want to be uh, the downer here this is good news it's good that this is happening if this didn't happen we might have seen even more closures it's definitely a, a good short-term fix but it is emphasis on short term because there's still some massive problems we still don't know what's going to be happening with live music i mean uh, rolling stone um right before record i saw that they report i don't think it's been announced yet but they 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 are reporting that Coachella uh, is going to be moving to October uh, from April. Um, So there's still a lot of signs that, you know, it it may be a while if one of the biggest festivals in the country is going to come back, that it may be a while until we see live music, the live music infrastructure really kind of return to form across the country and in Milwaukee.
0: Well, you know, here in Milwaukee, you can count on us to talk about these subjects here on Tapped In, where we talk about the music coming into our city and the music coming out of our city. We do this every single week. So you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at RadioMilwaukee.org and at jsonline.com. Piet, our podcast is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License lab. And we, again, cannot do this without your support. We thank you for members and subscribers who keep this content free and accessible to everyone. We appreciate what you do for us. Yet I will see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.
1: Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart.
0: Milwaukee will decide this presidential election. In a state that cast nearly three million ballots this last election, it came down to just 23,000 votes. So Milwaukee can decide the state. And our state's 10 electoral votes are the most important in the country. So Milwaukee is the most important city in the country in this election. So your vote could decide the election. So vote. If you have questions about anything, Go to RadioMilwaukee.org slash vote.